What is going on? Welcome to Mailbox Monday. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And uh, we're going to jump right into it. So as a lot of people have noticed and messaged, there was no Thursday episode. People were quite upset and we understand that. Uh, I was a little under the weather and unfortunately you need your voice to film a podcast. Uh, I wish I could have got around it, but in the future we will stock up more and I think it's a lesson to us uh, to be more caught up. And even I'm sure you'll notice if you're listening right now, it is September 9th, and that is when we uploaded the episode. Uh, We're filming it at 9.32, hoping to have it up by 10. Uh, We'll see what we can do if we can make the magic happen, but it's all about no excuses, and you know, sometimes life will knock you back, you get a little sick, it'll take you out of rhythm, it'll derail you from those tracks, but you just got to hop back on those tracks, business as usual, and uh, keep pushing through. So I guess that takes us to client um, highlights. Um, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Uh, What do you got Kyle? So I'm gonna start uh, last time. I recognized my buddy young this time I'm gonna go with Karen Uh, We have on the spreadsheet Karen beast mode spreadsheet Um, So she actually took advantage of the summer sale Uh, for those of you who don't know that is now closed But if you did want to inquire about online coaching just shoot us an email But anyways, we've been together just over 12 weeks and she's actually 61 years old. She makes literally no excuses I have a workout plan dedicated just for her and she's in the gym five days a week, absolutely crushing it. So this is our 12 week mark. She's gone from 143 pounds to 134. So that's nine pounds lost. There have been some ups and downs. We've had to make a couple changes with some refeeds and you know now I have her on keto macros just because that's kind of what fits her lifestyle and what she enjoys best. And all of this is all custom. And I just wanna give her a huge shout out because she's lost three inches on the waist, two inches on the hips. Um, two inches around the shoulders and she's just really happy and has seen tremendous progress especially for a 61 year old you know obviously age isn't a barrier but at the end of the day a lot of people you know will become older and uh, just try to make a lot of excuses and for her this is a testament to our coaching but not only that but her work ethic as well so huge shout out there you know uh, at the end of the day there's no excuses ever and for her she was having a lot of um, tough times pushing past those barriers but once she jumped on the online coaching it's a lot easier following a game plan and uh, she'll uh, attest to that as well. That's awesome. Shout out to Karen and I guess my shout out this week will be my client Karen. Uh, we'll have a Karen theme here. I have a few Karens right now. Karen seem <laughs> to be absolute beast. I get a bad rep. Um, you know, Karen memes. I, I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of memes. It's like uh, when you're when Karen wants to speak to the manager. And I don't know why poor Karens have got picked on because every Karen I've known has been amazing. Yes. Uh, but it is pretty funny. Like you see, you know, the you know, the shorter haired woman with the angry face, you know, let me see your manager kind of meme. It's pretty funny. So I always, you know, when I find a funny meme, I show it. But uh, Karen absolutely killed it at her second powerlifting comp, taking first place. And uh, I think she was third overall female lifter. I could be wrong about that. Um, I wasn't able to say for the award ceremony, but uh, she absolutely, you know, did an amazing job. Uh, I believe she put up, and I know I'm going to mess up one number and she's not going to be happy about it, but I'll do my best. I believe we put up around 138 two on the bench uh and there was tons left in there too so there will definitely be a meet in the future and uh maybe she'll hear this but i my goal today is to actually new do a gym pr so for those of you that don't know bench prs in competition are very tough because you have a ref actually cueing you to start the lift so you can't begin by yourself and then they also cue on the press 
which is tough because the pause isn't in your control. Someone else is telling you when to power off your chest and that can really mess you up. And that's why I do usually allow, you know, maybe myself about a 10, per, uh, 10 pound drop from my actual gym PR to a comp PR to play it safe because it's very tough when someone else is telling you, hey, press it up now versus when you're just beasting it out, you know, you got that energy going. So it's tough to also with females because they have to do it in 2.5 kilo jumps for competitions, which is just over five pounds and five pounds on a bench, you know, when you're a 120 some pound uh, female is quite significant, right? If you consider it's nearly um, 5% body weight, like for me, that would be a very big jump, you know, that'd be like almost a solid 15 to 20 pounds relatively. So it, they make it kind of tough where you, you're really stuck. We either could do 138, which would be easy or 143, which would be a push. And it really puts you in this odd situation but that's kind of the way it goes uh then next up for the squat i think we headed up oh i can't even remember it was somewhere around just underneath 270 which was awesome i have it here on my notes uh we ended up doing da -da -da, 264 like and it was easy 264.6 that was absolutely simple and then deadlift i can't remember the max but she killed it did an absolutely amazing job uh, so big shout out to her. She works super hard. I train with her four times a week and uh, we've got some big plans coming up for the future. We've got two Karens that are absolute beasts crushing it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, and then a side note for mine, she had a, her goal was to be a ripped grandma and she accomplished that. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. And just, you know, uh, the biggest thing is a lot of times you guys don't see, cause we're not always uploading a million YouTube videos. Um, unfortunately as, as much as we'd like, and, uh, we are like behind the scenes working with so many individuals and that's kind of what our, our biggest, um, job is. And obviously we try to promote that through the Instagram stories and our podcast as much as possible. But, you know, if we're not uploading something, just know that we're transforming some people in one way or another through text, through videos, through in-person clients and all that. And it's a, it's a lot of fun and, uh, I'm excited for, uh, for the future for all these lovely people. But it uh, looks like we're going to have to film a video this week. That'll be fun. We have a sponsorship video for something we've always wanted to do. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Um, we'll get to that another time, but that'll be a good time. So right into Mailbox Monday here. So what tips do you have for rear delts? Also, what are your favorite rear delt exercises? So for those of you that don't know, um, shoulders have three heads to them. So you have your anterior head, which is the front head of the shoulder. Uh, you know, if you want the layman term, then you have your lateral head, which is your side head of the shoulder, and then your rear head. Um, basically, which people just call rear delts, but it is technically the posterior delt. Uh, that's the proper term for muscles, you know, relative to your back or your, behind your body, posterior. I don't know why I always think of poses behind me and that's what helps me remember that. Anyway, it's not too relevant. Um, but the, the really important thing that people neglect with rear delts is it's very easy to build your front delts from things like bench, um, you know, shoulder press. And it's just, it's something that you see a lot of guys do. And what that does is that actually hunches them forward. And it gives this weird look where you look like you're, you know, you're trying to like kind of rub your shoulders close together and you look hunched over like a hunchback, like a jack hunchback. And it's a really horrible look in my opinion. Um, whereas rear delts, what they do is they posture you out. They're going to pull your back back. So if you have rear delts and a strong back, you'll have a really nice looking strong um, body where you're standing up straight, where everything's being pulled, how it should, where you're chest can open up and look as big as possible so the people that neglect them definitely pay uh you know they everyone jokes that you see the guys in the stringers you know all hunch forward because they're chest bros they only train chest and never hit these rear delts so it's definitely a muscle you don't want to neglect uh, in terms of posture and general appearance uh it is absolutely so important furthermore the reason they're important is 
A lot of people only will work the lateral and the front head. And the problem with this is it doesn't present a full, nice looking shoulder. When you have a big rear delt, your shoulder just looks absolutely filled out, uh, you know, all the way around, you can just see it popping off and it will really give it that 3D look um, that everyone desires, especially natural athletes. This is the best thing we can do is really double down and focus here. So what are your favorite uh, movements, Kyle? Um, first of all, I'm going to give two tips for this one. Really focus on the squeeze and the isolation. This is such a small muscle group. And if you're doing bent over flies, for example, and you're just rushing through the movement, uh, lifting as heavy as possible, you won't actually be fully targeting the rear delts like you want to focus on a nice control, you know, maybe a two to three second negative when you're doing a face pull, really focus on actually squeezing. And this really helps like for our in-person clients when they're doing face pulls or like rear delts, or even sometimes Josh will come in and like touch the back of the shoulder just to allow you to know that you're working that muscle group because it is such a, such a small and hard muscle group to target. And on top of that, if you really struggle, just maybe increase the frequency. You can easily do this two to three times a week since it's just such a small muscle group that you won't really be affecting anything at all. And uh, just add a little bit more volume and you'll be good to go. So I'm very lucky that I was able to add this in early on into my training years and I realized the importance, whereas a lot of people still to this point don't realize the importance of rear delts. But for me personally, I'm gonna have to say number one, uh, face pulls. Uh, number two, cross arm cable. Uh, I don't remember what we call them, cross-arm cable flies or something like that, cross-arm rear delts. And then uh, number three would just be the bent over flies. And I like the first two because it's cable and you're allowed to keep constant tension. And those are just all great exercises. What about you? Yeah, those are Kyle pretty much knows. Those are my three because I program them yeah. all the time. And we always do them. So. Those are the three I love the most. Um, one I do love, more of an indirect builder. I mean, it's not going to be entirely, it's more of a rotator movement, but the rotator cables I really like uh, external cable rotations. Uh, they're pretty great, um, just general for to work that rotator muscle, but you do get a little bit of rear delt from that movement and that constant tension from that cable is really nice. So uh, that's kind of like a double whammy, work the rotator cuff, get a little bit of rear delt, uh, everyone wins. So that's another one I personally am a huge fan of. But yeah, once again, it is a weird movement because you kind of have to target it with these specific movements, whereas a lot of other muscles, you can do things that will target a main muscle plus an extra muscle, whereas rear delts are kind of in their own because it's a weird thing to work. You know, you'll get a little bit from some back work, but not much at all. So it's definitely important to add these in and get at it. Yeah, if you haven't already, add them into routine. All of our clients know that we love rear delts, but uh, don't neglect it for sure. All right, so next up, what tips do you have for someone who has been preparing for a beach body for the last few months and is approaching their target date? I, what should I focus on in the final weeks leading up to summer vacation? Considering nutrition, workouts, cardio, and getting that extra final bit of definition. So obviously we don't have any stats here. We don't have too, too much info. And this individual basically has been working hard to get ready for this event. You know, they've set this date. Hey, I want to look great for this beach. What can I do to really dial it in and uh, kind of finish off that last little bit of look? Anything that so this was actually my client young, but I want to make it specific. Oh, so I answered him like specifically, but I want to make this question kind of more generic and answer for everyone without too many stats. Um, but so that's kind of the, the background info there. Um, but this is a great question because a lot of people go on vacation and they're not sure like what to do. Should I keep like shredding and like just like be super lean like when I go on vacation um, or should I like carb up or something? And it's obviously you're kind of getting ready for a competition in a way, right? Yeah, no, that's great to know. So knowing who it is helps me out so much because, I mean, things change. But essentially, you know, when you're getting ready, you're going to think you're dieting down. Uh, so when you're dieting down, obviously, 
you're catabolic, you know, you don't have that surplus of calories, your body's in a reductionary state, and it doesn't, it's not being fed, it's hard to put a new muscle while you're in the state. But what you can do is get rid of extra fat. So there's a saying, usually, um, when you start dieting is when you look the worst you'll ever look, because you're basically full and you're restricting calories. So you just look fluffy and unfed, underfed rather. Um, whereas when you come out of a diet, when you start refeeding out of a diet is when you'll actually look the biggest and best. Uh, so what I recommend doing is, you know, continuing to maintain this cut. Uh, you can kind of push into those last few weeks. You can ramp up the cardio for the last two weeks. I like to see it as like a mini comp. And then essentially maybe, you know, a few days before the vacation or going into the vacation, maybe a week, half a week out, you can start refeeding. You can ramp those calories back up to maintenance, um, be consistent with that, bring up those carbs and therefore resaturate those muscles. You know, have that glycogen going to that muscle, have everything looking good. And what you'll have is your lean physique being pumped out with the food, the glycogen and everything and more blood pushing to those muscles presenting you looking bigger and leaner than you ever did before and that's simply just a manipulation of food so basically you're going to go nice and hard dieting up to that event using all your best dieting practices obviously he's in coaching so he's good to go but refeeding if there is a time where you want to look really good will do you such such a favor and then also if you get some pre-pump for any event like if you're going out with friends or something that's how you can look ultra ultra you know juiced up looking real tough and uh, it's just a super easy trick you can do to get there. You can also turn up your sodium during that week. That will also present the look of that muscle. Uh, so these are just some tricks you can do. I like to see it as like a mini comp. And these are all definitely best strategies. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now I'm looking into the spreadsheet too. And it was pretty cool to see like, you know, we were down lower 1600 calories for the last five days leading up to the competition. Or sorry, I guess the vacation increased it by about four to, uh, 400 calories, almost doubling the carbs. So we went from 160 carbs to 250 not doubling, but basically a hundred extra. So that's obviously going to make him look fuller, you know, um, just kind of a nice little four to five day refeed to replenish those muscles and just obviously look, go from depleted to more full, uh, his full self. And it was cool to see like all the Instagram videos going like, man, really filling out like those carbs did you well. But another tip I had and anyone who's on vacation, um, cause this individual has gone for three weeks is, you know, don't stop what you were doing. Like, you know, obviously you've got weddings and everything going on and I think a lot of times people will try to let themselves go or just like find any excuse in the book to not go to the gym or not track. But, you know, he's still doing the best he can to at least track and have fun. Calories are a bit higher. Once we get back, everything will be good to go. But still crushing the gym to not, you know, lose everything he's been working towards. You know, three weeks is a big time to take um, off. You know, if it was a week, it's a bit of a different story. But three weeks to me is a little bit more. So it's, you know, it's almost a month. So these are kind of our biggest tips for the vacation uh, leading up and during as well. Awesome. Woo. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so next up, over the last year, I've lost 100 pounds. In the last few months, I've taken up running, and I even did my first 5K last weekend. Congratulations to you. That's yeah, incredible. That's awesome. I love uh, hearing people that have, you know, lost 100 pounds plus. Uh, you know, that takes a serious lifestyle, mental, and just commitment change. So if you're able to do that, that's incredible, you know, especially if you are able to put on that much weight. Obviously, there's some underlying, you know, things you need to address and get at and clearly this individual has done that. So that's incredible. So in the last few months, they've taken up running. They even did their first. Okay, sorry. I'm noticing that my mile times are not improving. They're about the same as they were when I was heavier, even though I'm consistently running three times a week. I chose running because it has always been hard for me and I like the challenge. But are some people just not meant to be runners? So I'm not the world's best running, uh, running coach or runner. I have some knowledge in it, but it's something I've never liked to do. I've more been, you know, quick sport, you know, more hit variety where, you know, you're running quick, taking a break. I like sprinting and everything like that. 
But my knowledge from running is definitely that everyone is not meant to be a competitive runner, uh, especially looking at myself. Like I have a, a taller, lankier, more muscular build, and that's just harsh for running. Um, you know, like I'm made, more made to sprint and I'm not necessarily made for that. It doesn't mean I can't do that and I can't be successful at it, but some people just won't be as gifted as others. Now saying so, that doesn't mean you can't improve your times and with, you know, adequate strategies, you definitely can improve those times. And there's going to be many aspects to that. There's going to be the mental aspect, but I think more than anything, um, I would guess this individual's limiting factor is their training regimen. Um, you know, I know running involves peaking, like lifting and everything else, uh, taking adequate rest and once again if you're losing that much weight your body is in a very weird state where it's just losing a ton of weight and that's going to sap energy and limit your ability to improve but um, I think Kyle will have some tools to actually improve those times yeah so everything Josh said was spot on um, couldn't agree more there um, the one small change I would make is I would actually try to like do maybe let's say if you were to run four times a week maybe two mileage days so try to do like maybe five to ten k or whatever it is that you're comfortable for and just keep that time kind of consistent um you know when i was a, a runner i did a lot of this and we had to like prepare for races like 7k 8k 10k races and stuff and basically like a day a week of training would be like one day we would do mileage which would be like maybe 10 to 12 um, kilometers at like a decent pace. Like our coach would tell us maybe like 80% or like 75%, like to the point where you're just getting that like consistent running in. But like a lot of the times it can actually, you know, be a downside if you're going like to the full, you know, best of your ability approach. You're just trying to get those kilometers in, clock it in. And it's kind of like volume for like a weekly standpoint, right? Like if you're clocking in, you know, 30 kilometers run or, or 30 miles or whatever, uh, you're going to be improving in one way or another. But I think the big change that will actually improve uh, your system is break it down into more of a circuit day so day two Tuesday you know assuming that you don't feel beat up because you know your first day was like kind of like a percentage based run actually do maybe like intervals let's say you know start with three times one kilometer interval time them give yourself two minutes rest and I think this is the biggest change that like my coach always used to have us do um, that would prepare us for our cross-country races and track races because if you break those down in your because that's actually what's going to help you with more with the speed aspect. Um, you know, obviously you get the endurance from the other stuff, but your issue is that your time isn't improving and the time couldn't be not improving because you're not doing the actual uh, interval training where you're like actually focused on improving each time individually. It's hard to just like get up and run um, a specific race and just go at it to the best of your ability and always be improving. Cause like, as we know, it's similar to like a PR with like a deadlift and stuff. You can't go into the gym every single time and just hit some PRs and improve your numbers. You guys, you got to have an approach, you got to have a system, you got to have a game plan. And each week you have to look at it like a full on training block, like, uh, like you would for working out. So that's kind of my takeaway. I mean, you could always improve upon it and just make sure the numbers are getting better for those intervals. You could go from three, three intervals by uh, one kilometer for the first week to four uh, by one kilometer and try to keep the ta uh, same times and stuff like that. So if you do need specific help, I would love to help you out and design a game plan for you. So just shoot me a message and we'll uh, go from there. Yeah, especially um, when you're trying to do two large things, I think it's someone more than anyone who needs coaching uh, because it gets really tough past that 100 point. When you're severely overweight, losing weight, it's very easy. You know, you can just cut off 
um, excessive, you know, dramatic habits. But once you get more to the nitty gritty, it does get a lot tougher. And especially if you're looking to improve as an athlete, someone like Kyle um, and that coaching would do you very, very well. So yeah, once again, a lot of people have been asking. The summer special is over. We're only able to take so many people at that. Saying so, you can still sign up for normal online coaching. It's still incredibly affordably priced, more affordable than anyone else. And we add twice the value. So what we like to say is, you know, we're cheaper and we deliver more value, you know, and I firmly believe we underpromise relative to what we deliver. And we definitely do over deliver every time, you know, it's something we're very passionate about. We strive to just make people do better, be better and feel better. And that's definitely something we can do for you. Uh, so if you want to learn more, just head over to our website, colossusfitness.com. Just Google it. I know Colossus is a little weird, uh, but if you Google it, you'll find your way over to us. Uh, we got tons of great uh, resources there as well. We have some blogs that I definitely recommend everyone check out. We'll keep this episode a touch shorter because we got to go work out, uh, but we're going to get caught up this week. We're going to do some big work. Uh, we've got some big things coming as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday or Tuesday for all those late listeners. Peace out. Crush it. <laughs>